Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. So welcome back, listeners. Um, On this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about distribution. So, you know, you finished your film, you're you're ready to get it out there, you're ready to sell it. What do you do to do distribution? So we have our guest here today, Alexandra Boylan. She is also multi-hyphenate, like big time actress, writer, producer. She's an author. Her book is called Create Your Own Career in Hollywood, Advice from a Struggling Actress Who Became a Successful Producer. And Carolina, do you want to talk a little bit more? Yeah. She is the lovely co-owner of Mirror Tree Productions and Mustard Seed Entertainment. With Mirror Tree Productions, she had produced numerous feature films, including Home Sweet Home and At Your Own Risk. Which I saw and it was fabulous. Yes. <laughs> and her company, Mustard Seed Entertainment Films, um, created and produce the very successful Catching Faith, which has had a two-year run on Netflix, holla, Mm -hmm. and was on the shelves of Walmart. So you can actually go and buy it, guys, right? Mm -hmm. And Amazon, that'd be a good place (laughs) to get the DVD. Perfect. There we go. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And she actually just told us that Catching Faith 2 is now in... Post-production. Woo! Oh, my gosh. It'll be hopefully out in June. Oh, Oh, awesome. Well, thank you for accepting... Our invitation, we're so excited because we had a lovely session with her. Mm-hmm. And as always, we like to start our our little guest speaker session with some tea. So today we have the fruit tea sampler from S- Celestial Seasonings with the true blueberry. So how do you mm-hmm. like it? It's delicious. It's delicious. Thank you for having me, ladies. <laughs> um, cheers. Oh, cheers. Yes, it's it whiskey in it. Oh my God, I wish. That's probably how this is going to go eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll really get what you want from your mm-hmm. interview. <laughs> yeah. You'll get the, the real dirt. Exactly. Liquor it up. <laughs> I know. Um, and probably would make this game a lot more fun. fun. Yes. Everything's more fun when you're drunk, you guys. Exactly. <laughs> I know. What are we thinking? This is like a really silly game. So with our tea, we like to play this game called okay. Utter Nonsense. <laughs> oh, goodness. And I love Utter Nonsense. <laughs> yes. I've never played this, but I like the words. And, yeah. and we actually are just going to do it our way, which is we basically have an accent pile and a phrase pile. And so we each... Um, choose an accent. So we'll have you be our lovely first up. Okay. So basically, you're going to choose an accent and a phrase. One. You don't see it. I don't you just look have, at you, it. You don't look at it. I take one of each. Take yeah. one of each. A yellow card and a white card for you guys mm-hmm. yes. listening. <laughs> and for when you play at home. Exactly. And actually, we could all start. This is round one. So I'll take one. Perfect. A, oh, my goodness. I'm nervous. So what you're going to do is say the phrase in the accent, and we're going to try to guess what the oh accent is. Oh, my goodness is. gracious. <laughs> yes. I love it. 
All right. Would you like to go first, Alexandra? Okay. Start us off. And then I just pick the yellow or the white. It doesn't no, matter. You flip both. Oh. Because the yellow is the accent and the white is the phrase. So oh, you have to okay. say the phrase in the accent. Mm-hmm. Wow. We are so great at explaining things. This is awesome. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm okay. just nervous. Okay. Ready? <laughs> yes. One, two, three. A cougar can't change her spots, but she can wear six inch heels and a mini skirt. Ooh, mm-hmm. like a valley, not valley girl, but like prep, like cheerleader. Like mm-hmm. ooh, it was close. Teenage girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, do I tell you what it is? Do it again. Okay. <laughs> a cougar can't change her spots, but she can wear six inch heels and a mini skirt. Know it all. Um, very, mm. Like, a, mm, like I, get, I just see like I see the character. <laughs> like you, you, you book the role. Thank you. <laughs> Um, a cougar can't change her spots, but she can wear six, six inch heels and a mini skirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, exactly. we lose. Fast talker. Oh, okay. Was oh. that right? That did makes sense. Right? You did, makes you did sense. it fast. Yeah, you did it fast. You just <laughs> had like such assertive attitude. You know, that's, I was catching the assertive. Oh, okay. The well, speed. It, it, she's got six inch heels. <laughs> yeah, girl. She's a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carolina, you want to okay. go next? Yes. Oh, God. <clears throat> Hello, Larry. Come over here and give your mum a kiss on the face. Right, though. Right on the right side. I got eczema on the other side. <laughs> That's a weird phrase. But English. English. Yeah, is it just English accent? British. 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 Yes. Okay. That was okay. good. Thank Excellent. Thank you. That, that one was cheers. an easy, like, simple cheers. accent, though. You'll accept your Academy Award later. It was very good. <laughs> All right, Dessa. All right. Now, some of these are tricky. Okay. Not sure how I made it this far without a friend named Fred. <laughs> like I love it commitment very good um, okay like I, I just accent? saw like I, I would say the character Dory from Finding Nemo but I just <laughs> yeah, like a, a weak person like, like okay I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you weak because it weak. wasn't really an accent it's uh, it's an emotion it was scared oh Ooh, so they do emotions so they do emotions so they do, yeah, yeah, apparently. Talker. that's yeah. not an accent like, <laughs> alright let's do another round okay, okay. Another round. Another time for one more we're, now that we're like that was just the We're professionals. Okay. okay. Ooh, oh, I took too oh, many. Okay, I'm going to take this okay. one then. And Tessa. Sorry. Thank you. Okay. Okay, Alexandra. Okay. I want to win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Home is where you can drink red wine in your underwear. <laughs> Drunk. Yes. <laughs> Thank How you. Accent and phrase match up perfectly. Perfectly. <laughs> Like a little bit of a, like, <laughs> I don't know. What I heard a, like a twang in there. I was going to say like Southern drunk, but you, Southern well, prom girl. They say home, like home, home yeah. is where, isn't that so, but it says drunk. <laughs> Southern. You nailed it. You nailed it. I win. Yes. Snaps. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> yo, 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 rat, your, your, back, your background, actor otherwise known as prop that eats. You can't sit with us, showcase performers. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to go with rapper. Yeah, rapper. Um, diggity dog. Hot diggity dog. You guys nailed it. Yeah, feel feel free to improvise with these. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you need to, I think. Sometimes you need to. <laughs> okay, I've never heard of this before. Do you think I could get my boob job funded on Kickstarter? <laughs> okay, a for those of you listening, this cougar? is kind of a visual too. Yeah. So I'm going to do it again for you guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you think I could get my boob job funded on Kickstarter? A like, New Yorker? 
sassy. I just kind of threw the New York into it. I'm yeah, it's like, um, like not, sna- but like, like a, like a um, trophy wife. No, she's she's got Wait, that no, weird. Kitchen. Like it's. I feel like you're like an awkward. Like you're like a. I don't know. Why are you talking to the side of your mouth? There you go. It's uh, side mouth talker. <laughs> oh, Whatever the, that of means. Of course. Of course. I feel like an idiot. I didn't get that one. Sorry, listeners, that she was did visual. a very good job visually doing that, and I still didn't get it. I couldn't do it without I throwing in that like, kind of like Gadsby, New Yorker, though. I don't know where that came from, but. Oh, my God. Out of, out of the mouth. I guess yeah, so, right? Like Tony, Tony Montana, you know? Tony yeah. Montana. <laughs> it's really good. You should have gotten that. I should have gotten the, the New Yorker. Dude, the, mm-hmm. did you girls hear that there redoing Scarface the Coen brothers are whoa I did not hear that they're redoing everything exactly but I'm like I'm kind of like surprised I know I'm surprised and also I'm just kind of like but OG Scarface though I mean he had terrible I love the terrible accent though that's like (laughs) makes it a classic I just feel like some of the movies don't need to be redone exactly please don't touch back to the future Mm -hmm. please don't oh my god and you know they will and CGI everything I love the nostalgia (laughs) don't love the remakes right me neither like Indiana Jones was the new one was <laughs> not good. Yeah. No, no, those were our our kids' movies. From exactly. The 90s. No. Don't you can't the new generation can't have it. Make something new. Exactly. <laughs> Listeners, we want to hear what you have to say about this too. By the way, we tell you all the time: DM us, send us a message, whatever. Get in touch with us. We'd love to hear how you feel about these things too. Yeah. How do you feel about Back to the Future never getting remade? Yes. Please. Start a hashtag. Yes. Start a hashtag. I love it. Hashtag under our photo. No, no remake of no remake of no back to back to the future. Yes, no back to back to the future. Just love an idea. Yes, what are you doing? Uh Don't do that. Bad, bad. Someone in there is writing that down. Like that's back to the back to the future. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So let's get into business. I know. Oh. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. That was t- unfortunately I did not like the remake. Did I didn't you guys? see it. I, I was not it. into that. Did you? No. They're make- I heard that 2020, 19, whatever. They're making another one. Wait, really? Again? Yeah, yeah, another one again. And that one did not do well. So it's kind of yeah. confusing what's yeah, going who's on. That up, you I know? wonder. And it made me mad because it was a female driven with all uh-huh. the women and then they took the brunt of the pain for it i'm like no it was just a bad movie it yeah. had to do with the fact that it was women don't remake these movies mm-hmm. just go make a new movie exactly no take inspiration that's fine you don't need to Steal remake it the movie. and then remake it a yeah. different movie like we'll start a club yeah, exactly. Yes. Or we have tea Protest, and rum. Yeah, and... we like stand on the streets of Hollywood with picket signs of remakes of old classics. Oh, yep. Be we'll a be thing. those girls. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, um, all that being said, we'll get into distribution now. All right. Um, so we met Alexandra through a class that she teaches about distribution. Um, and actually, last episode, you'll have, have heard us talk a little bit about what we learned from her. Just a little oh. taste. Um, so now she's going to tell you guys um, some tips and tricks and, you know, what you really need to know about distribution and especially um, self-distribution versus the normal route. Because I think that's a big thing now is, you know, with all of these streaming platforms mm-hmm. and everything, like it's things are changing in the distribution world. Yes, they're changing so fast that I feel like even as I'm in pre-pro on a film that's going to come out next year, I don't even know how to do the plan for distribution because I don't know what it's going to look like in a year from now Mm because things are moving that fast. And with Netflix Mm -hmm. and Amazon really stepping up and kind of being the new studios, it's like, I don't know, quite we're all learning. It just Mm -hmm. keeps changing. But I but what we talk about in my class 
the the materials you need if you're an independent film and you're not with a studio, which obviously if you're at the studio, you don't have to worry about distribution. <laughs> so I'm like, well, wait a minute. That was who we're talking to. But if you're an independent film, you still need the very key marketing materials. And that's the poster mm-hmm. and the trailer that I talk about all the time. And um, yeah, what are the three things that the like three things? The three, well, things. The three <laughs> things are very, believe it or not, People are surprised by it, even though I feel like it's so obvious, Mm -hmm. but professional poster, a professional trailer and a finished film. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Don't send out an unfinished film to people. It's just too competitive out there to Mm -hmm. think that anybody can imagine how good it is when it's done. Um, But the poster is just the number one most important thing, whether you're going after a distribution company or you're self-distributing. You need Mm -hmm. the you it's your clickbait it's the only thing between your audience and your film is that poster (laughs) same with the distribution company they're looking through books of posters and they're deciding which movies to decide based on the poster there is nuts it's nuts but then when you think about it you're like yeah i scroll through netflix i go to Redbox. mm -hmm. we used to go to video stores I yeah. did. I saw one the other day in Van Nuys. You're just looking at images. And if you don't know any who's in the movie, mm-hmm. you're making your, cho- your choice off. What is the genre? What's the concept? What does that poster look like? Does it speak to you? Yeah. That makes sense. That totally makes and sense. And it always surprises me when people say that they've spent a lot of money on their film, but they're not willing to spend the money on the poster. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, the chances of anyone seeing your film is really small if your poster isn't grabbing their attention right percentage wise how much would you say someone would need to probably budget into mm. like distribution yeah. or the poster great question i always say put three to five thousand in mm. i also say do that ahead of time like don't wait to get a poster company after you've made the film um if you hire a professional poster company ahead of time they can read your script you can do the shots that you guys want on set with your actors you can mm. pull them aside when you're already paying them to be there mm-hmm. and do their yeah. shots in front of a white backdrop with the on-set photographer and boom you have your pictures that you can send off to your um your your yeah. your company and yeah. then the company can be working on the posters actually while your movies in post so if you have a sales rep he can already be talking to distribution companies and showing them your poster mm-hmm. which will entice them to want to see the movie when it's ready so i always tell people do that beforehand yeah mm-hmm. and you'll so save smart. money like <laughs> yeah because i have joey lawrence and wish for christmas and mm-hmm. if i wanted to bring him back for a poster shot another day after it would have cost me way too much money right but on set they'll come and they'll do all the poster pictures and right because it's right there and like you have the scene if you don't you just like you said white background though oh yeah you just do the white backdrop and you if you've worked with your poster company you're going to come up with the concept of the poster off of the um off of the script so you know like they're gonna you guys are gonna work together and be like i think this would be the poster and then having a professional company they can read your script and be like okay i can see where we can position this in the marketplace to sell it yeah which is why you don't hire your friend to do it because your friend does not know what is selling in the marketplace at Mm -hmm. that time every year what sells in american film market changes sometimes thrillers are hot sometimes thrillers are oversaturated and they kind of know a sales agent and a poster company you're going to know where what's happening and they can position your film that was a big thing we learned from you when we uh took your class because you know we're thinking oh well we know what movie posters look like if we get someone that knows how to you know isn't a movie poster professional but Mm -hmm. it's like good with photoshop or whatever you know we can make a poster that is going to look great but no what you're saying totally makes sense like they know how to market it they know exactly what they're looking for Mm -hmm. you know all of that that's why they're the pros (laughs) angle it and i think you even maybe mentioned i mean you could have two to three different ones because they could be angled 
mm-hmm. towards yeah, a different audience. If almost. I can in the mm-hmm. budget, I I would do three pieces of key art because you're, if each key art is giving the distribution company or your audience an idea of what your movie is. So mm-hmm. yeah, you could have one that's a little bit different and like one that has like the woman, if it's a woman lead and one that doesn't and it, just because... Oh, like in Catching Faith, we had the female, all the characters, the the star people on the cover. That's what sold the movie. But they ended up going with the football player kneeling on a football stadium because they realized that our audience would actually be more drawn to just the concept over mm-hmm. the fact that Billingville was on the other cover. Uh, so but we gave them all the options and they yeah, choose yeah. and they actually bought off one. But then you never know. They're going to go into their marketing room once they bought your movie. And the marketing mm-hmm. department's going to talk and say which one's going to sell the highest. Yeah. And then they're going to pick. And if you can deliver them a finished product then that money doesn't come out of your back end later yeah. because the distribution mm. company is going to charge the highest for a poster company where you might be able to get an independent, awesome mm-hmm. poster company that will do it for a lot less. So you've actually saved yourself money in the back end of selling your movie. Yeah, that's great. Great planning. So, you know, if they you... take that money out of your exactly. sales, everything, marketing, poster, trailer. That makes sense. They take yeah. it all out. Yeah. So if you've just saved yourself $20,000, you don't have to get recouped back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely saving money is good. Always, always. always. Especially for us indie people. We yes. need every dollar that'll come back to us. So that being said, what, like, when you are approaching a DC, or I, I remember, like, what, where, what kind of mistakes could you avoid so that you aren't getting screwed, like, with you know. A DC, like a distribution company. Yes. Um, oh, gosh. Well, having a sales agent, mm-hmm. not going it alone, not trying to do that contract without help or without a major entertainment lawyer that will help you, which is really hard for independent filmmakers because we don't have a lot of money mm-hmm. and entertainment lawyers are very expensive. But when mm-hmm. you are working with a sale, uh, a distribution company, there's a lot of contracts that we as filmmakers we shouldn't know how to do that. We're artists. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I have the people on my team that are good at what they do that makes and sense. hire yeah. the right people. And a sales agent to me is like very wise to have that because they have relationships with the distribution companies and they can negotiate and they have a lawyer on their team. So mm-hmm. they're actually taking a lot of that off of your plate that you don't have to worry. And if you trust your sales agent, which is huge, that's yeah. the biggest yeah. thing I always say. I mean, you can go to lawn, you can sell your movie to to Lionsgate, but I would mm-hmm. be nervous because they're kind of already distribution companies are tricky. They can yeah. already kind of pile you under so you never make any money. Yeah. But if you have a sales agent, every time the quarterly report comes in, he can check it. Mm-hmm. He can, you know, go back to them and you have somebody sort of on your team for the next seven to five, 15 years. If they buy your movie that long, mm-hmm. that's how long you're going to be working with your sales agent. And a, a, a red flag just kind of mm-hmm. shot up about um, you had mentioned, I remember something like, you know, independent filmmakers you know who are starting it and um they can fall into the trap of giving away their movie for free i was gonna say that that's like the newest thing that's happening right now and i have some thoughts about it and (laughs) and i will share my thoughts and you guys can disagree but i think that um if a distribution company is not going to buy your movie up front if they're not going to give you a minimum guarantee up front Mm -hmm. then where what are the chances that they're ever going to put marketing into your movie that they're ever going to let Mm -hmm. people know and if they're not going to walmart and putting up the fronting the cost of a dvd sales and they're only going to amazon and itunes you really have to wonder do you want to go with them or do you want to go Mm self-distribution because you're going to do all the marketing for your movie anyway so then you have to think well if you're not fronting the DVD costs and you're just putting me on iTunes and Amazon, you can do that yourself with an right. aggregator. And then all the work that you put into marketing, which you're going to do anyway, <laughs> of uh, that revenue stream comes directly back to you instead mm-hmm. of you doing all the work and putting money into the distribution company's pocket. Yeah. 
Yeah. So going off of that, um, I know you've done both the traditional Mm -hmm. route and self-distribution. Do you find that it's kind of you have a preference per the type of film you do or in general, do you like one more than the other? Or it's I mean, I know it's kind of pros and cons on both ends. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, I really love I worked with Helena Santos on At Your Own Risk Mm -hmm. and she is amazing. She created Ms. in the Biz and she is like a little marketing genius. So having her on our team for At Your Own Risk, I feel like, okay, I have a partner who's going to go as hard as I am at marketing this Mm -hmm. and we're going to work together and her and I together just like well, we already knew how to do. I already knew how to market my films from my past films, because mm-hmm. even though I sold a major distribution company, I sold to Image Entertainment, I sold to Pure Flix and Universal Studios. I still did all the marketing because I cared that people saw my movie. Mm-hmm. And even with the minimum upfront guarantee that I got, you don't necessarily get a lot of money in marketing. I mean, I did for Wish for Christmas, but like if your movie doesn't have a lot of star names, they're not going to probably put a lot of marketing. So I was like, I want people to know my movie exists. Yeah. So we were able to take all of our knowledge and pull it together and like just cry going out and getting press releases out there Mm -hmm. and um but it is a lot of work and you know I just spoke with a few people the other day about it and they were like oh that sounds like a lot of work and I'm like it's a lot of work but it's all a lot of work (laughs) even if you sell it I think some filmmakers think oh I just sold my movie so I'm done with it Mm -hmm. it's your movie forever and (laughs) no one's going to care more than you are so um I think so true so wise yeah (laughs) so I'm always going to promote my movies I'm still promoting Home Sweet Home from my first feature because it's my baby and I'm always like letting people know or working on social media but and that movie is in the in the black so if I make money if the distribution makes money then I make money so Mm -hmm. that does entice me that I'm like well Mm -hmm. if I'll make money but at your own risk everything I do for at your own risk the revenue stream comes back to us which makes me really want to promote at your own risk yeah whereas like if I promote wish for Christmas that goes back to the distribution company but Mm -hmm. then again I just want people's lives to enjoy people's lives to change (laughs) and enjoy the movie so it's really pros and cons and it depends yeah what film you have like I have Mm -hmm. a movie that I'm about to shoot called switched about two girls that switch bodies in high school and it's very mean girls meets freaky friday Mm -hmm. and where we hired a casting director we're hoping to elevate that film and make it bigger and if we could get a distribution company that really believes in it and understands our audience and wants to go after it then obviously i'll go with them but unless i find that actually with the with the social media stars in the movie Mm -hmm. and some of the people we've aligned ourselves with we might end up doing okay on our own because we have the audience, the audience kind of tapped in, but that kind of puts us in the power position of like, we can take meetings with studios, distribution, not studios, distribution companies, Mm -hmm. and we can really be picky and choosy. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're pretty hip to the game. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have a meeting with a distribution company tomorrow and someone had told me some of the deal. And I was like, well, I know I won't do that. Yeah. I did not fall (laughs) off the turnip truck yesterday. So (laughs) I know what I'm looking for. And Mm. that's, what's great about just, um, being able to, even if you, you're a first time filmmaker, just know what your movie's worth mm-hmm. and make sure that you're taking care of yourself. But also know if you're first time that if you're going to get a distribution company that's going to put you in a position you want to on shelves that you couldn't get on, mm-hmm. get on there, move on from that movie, make another movie. Yeah. Some people get stuck and they're like, well, I didn't I get any that. money and I didn't this. Yeah. And I'm like, but did you parlay that into the next movie? Yeah. Right. I mean, my movie got to Walmart. My first film got to Walmart shelves and got um, did very well. And I was like, I didn't make a ton of money, but I moved on and, and parlayed mm-hmm. that to my next feature, my next feature, my next feature. Don't yeah. get stuck. Keep moving forward. Right. Use it. So you can you can say, you know, you can show future investors or, you mm-hmm. know, 
future DCs you want to partner up with that I like I was able to get my movie on the shelves of Marvel yeah. Walmart and be successful and be on Netflix I and, mean, yeah. and exactly those are, and those are great things to put in your pitch deck if people <laughs> are going to look at that and go they're legit they've done something mm-hmm. and I couldn't have gotten to Walmart on my own Definitely. so they elevated me in that way but mm. now as we've moved forward we feel like we have a little more leverage as we have a little more control and and stuff oh, which is an awesome place to be it is it's <laughs> yeah. really exciting and we have Congrats, we girl. put good we put good talent in that we know and we're uh-huh. like we it's like when you don't have any cards to play you can't play any and if you mm-hmm. do you know you can so i know the value of the people i've already aligned on the project which mm-hmm. makes me go i know what it's worth but when i started right. off i didn't really have anything that was worth anything so I didn't have star names and I didn't quite understand the industry. So yeah. I had to rely on that distribution company to get it out there. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. That totally. It does, which is huge. Cause that's kind of our, our, probably our audience on this podcast. Cause we are mm-hmm. like, preaching towards the, um, the underdeveloped filmmaker. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so it's like, how do you get from there to, to having those cards to play yeah. and right. it's not it does sound like kind of a smart and everyone finds their way differently but a smart way to start maybe with someone who is going to put you in a good light like mm-hmm. the right distribution company and then yeah. you can move like you say parlay that parlay into- that never look at the tree for the forest look at the whole forest <laughs> yeah. people get so tunnel vision and it's not about that one movie it's about your fifth movie your sixth movie and that's what our team was really good at was we we didn't hold we didn't get angry and let things that that were not the best situations it never brought us down we were mm-hmm. like how do we use that for the next movie and and that's because i have met first-time filmmakers who kind of got stuck because they were so upset with the distribution deal um and because it's really hard to recoup money people i mean mm-hmm. if you got to get the upfront minimum guarantee and just kind of know that the back end your movie has to make so much money for you to recoup money so you got to let it go and move on and be stoked and grateful and thankful and but I've I've seen people get stuck after the first movie because they get bitter and angry. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but you just you're you're shooting yourself your career in the foot Maybe. by allowing that to bring you down or to yeah. stop you. I'm like, so that should have like that kind of self awareness to know that. <clears throat> It's your first movie. It's your first like, movie. You, you, you should know, unless you've got Brad Pitt or you have right. connections to a big name, you're starting off and you have to yeah. know what starting off looks like in the industry. People mm-hmm. have major expectations. Mm-hmm. And I talk to people a lot totally. about like a sales agent. I'll be like, oh, a sales agent takes 30%. And people will be like, oh, 30%? And I'm like, 70% of something is better than nothing. Exactly. And you're probably going to go out there yourself. And people like, I literally have had people <laughs> say to me, I've been trying to get distribution. Nobody will pay up front it's uh-huh. all like i'll take your movie for free that oh whole thing God. that's going on right now and i go well why don't you get a sales agent and she and and, and this person said oh i don't want to give 30 percent away i go right now you have zero of zero <laughs> right. so it's really important people to knock it like wrapped up on the wrong thing yeah, yeah. i'm like like i'll give you 30 percent if you're gonna go to american film market and bust your butt to sell my movie absolutely yeah it's nothing that- but you would be surprised how many people get caught up in it's an emotional tie like which we can all understand but then you have to kind of take yourself out of it and realize Mm -hmm. that you you know you got to put on the business goggles exactly (laughs) i love that you have exactly you have to take your filmmaker passion and then put your your your, you're creating a product you're selling a product Mm -hmm. and you have to look at it it's like what we're saying about poster Mm -hmm. and a professional trailer you have to look at your movie like a product Mm -hmm. people like people get really upset they're like oh did the distribution company watch the movie i'm like i don't know because they don't (laughs) care about that they care about is it going to sell is it going to make them money Mm 
Uh who's the audience. And you have to show them that in the poster in the trailer. And then to them, they don't care as long as they think the audience will buy it. They're not really thinking about, yeah, it's going to be a good movie. Hopefully you're going to make a good movie. Mm -hmm. But it's understanding that it's unfortunately it takes so far for them to even get to your movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. You like blew me away when you told you said and I think you you said it earlier, too, that they don't even really even watch the trailer sometimes it's the, literally the, the movie. poster yeah, or the, the poster movie. yeah but even they the will movie, yeah. yeah the first thing is they look at your poster mm-hmm. Just, this is the exact way your audience looks at a movie too it's the yeah. same thing yeah, they're yeah, going yeah. from the they look at your poster then they watch your trailer and then they're like okay send over the movie they watch the first 10 minutes sometimes they watch the last 10 minutes they'll know in the first 10 minutes if they want to buy your movie mm-hmm. so your first 10 minutes are really important you guys and then that's why at film festivals a lot of the big movies people say that half the audience has gotten up and left it's because that they already knew in 10 minutes that yeah. they were going to buy the movie or not mm. so like a lot of people at sunday have to be like oh my gosh everyone left the theater that's because oh, they're on to the next movie they're like mm. i know what i want right and then they'll send it down to quality control and mm. somebody else watches the film so yeah. so those are really important don't skimp on the <laughs> in the trailer. Yeah. well thank you for all that info um if our listeners want to follow what you're doing or learn some more from you what's the best way for them to do that yeah, I mean, I'm super easy, easily reachable. Mm-hmm. I, I love to I love to talk to people that are, especially people who love our stuff. So um, you can find me on Instagram at at Alexandra Boylan. Um, I'm also on, I think it's at Alexandra Boylan, or there might be an M in there. But anyway, I'm also <laughs> on Facebook, Alexandra Boylan. I'm also on Twitter, a Boylan four. I have a website, mustardseedent.com. Um, and then all of our films are, all, you know, Catching Faith and Wish for mm-hmm. Christmas and um where else do you find people? Where do we find people? <laughs> I, I mean, like hey, that's anywhere. Yeah, you can write to me days. on Instagram. Instagram's yeah. kind of where I am the most. Have okay, you guys cool. noticed? Yeah. That's sort of like Facebook's a yeah. little. Facebook also, you know, if you're not my friend, I might not see your message. So I okay. feel right. bad. And I'm like, oh, that person wrote to me like a year ago to tell me to love my movie. Right. But I wasn't ignoring you. It's just the way they filter things. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, or you could write to us on um, mustardseedent.com. There's a spot to write to us. And Perfect. Yeah, and take we'll her response. class guys if you yes. really like it was yeah we got a lot out of blowing it. yeah we got so much of it she was she broke everything down and yeah oh, so <laughs> and it's good jumps. because I, because it, it will um it, it will get you to do better self-distribution mm-hmm. because i understand now the distribution side that now doing self-distribution i even understand it more you know like because you know the cards because i understand how understand it works that, yeah. and i understand how marketing works and because i've done it so many times mm-hmm. so i can help with people's success rate on self-distribution and where do you self-distribute then mm-hmm. and what aggregator to choose there's a uh, distriber he's great <laughs> the <Jews>. alligators aggregators <laughs> um you know uh, there's distriber and juice or aggregators uh-huh. and to go on to iTunes you have to have an aggregator but to go on to Amazon you don't need an aggregator so it's also knowing when you have to spend money and when you could actually do it but don't go to Amazon Prime because they're not paying very much for the movie. Good to know. Oh they're, uh-huh. they're paying like a penny a view it's really bad right now they changed oh, wow. their okay. so go like we went to iTunes and Amazon and um, and then also just for anyone who doesn't know Netflix and Hulu are licensed deals they don't pay per view. Okay. So you license a movie for a certain amount of time and they pay for that license, but Mm -hmm. you don't actually get the like pay-per-view. The 
That'd yeah. be a millionaire off my movie being on there. <laughs> I wish, because millions right. of people see it on Netflix. But it's also a good calling card for people to go and buy it. If they love it, they can mm -hmm. go to Walmart and buy I'm not Amazon now with yeah. DVDs. So. Okay. okay. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so thank much you. for the tips. Thank you for talking to us and playing your game yes, with us. I, I, like, I I'm a really good it? drunk, so that, that card was good for me. <laughs> Next time, Next whiskey, time in whiskey, whiskey in the teen. Whiskey in the teen. Noted. Next <laughs> time, Alexander. We this do hope fun, you come back. I love you. Thank you. This is so fun. Yes, and thank you listeners for tuning in, and we will see you next episode. Thanks for listening to FemRegard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in next time for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals over tea. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you leave us a great comment, we might give you a shout-out on the show. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 